Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about heavy-duty parts that keeps trucks and trailers on the road longer while lowering costs per month. Technology on commercial trucks is rapidly changing. We are seeing so many press releases about electrification. And when I think about uh, commercial trucks, especially over, let's say, the last 10 years, the electrical system demands has just gone up and up and up and up. I think back to the trucks that we used to remanufacture pneumatic controls for, and everything was mechanical. Everything was you know, just basically either mechanical or air very little electrical. Now that has all changed. So I'm very happy to have my guest, Jonathan Smith. He's the business development manager um, and marketing manager of Presto Light Electric. And Jonathan is back on the show, a returning guest. Jonathan, welcome back to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. So glad to have you here. Yeah, nice to be here. Good to talk to you again. So we're going to talk a little bit about the way that things have changed with commercial trucks. So just talk to us a little bit about the overarching trends with commercial trucks, and then we'll get into some specifics. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, what we've seen over the last few years and kind of alluded to it in your introduction was um, the ever increasing amperage loads on uh, commercial vehicles. You know, um, whether, you know, in the 70s, it was going from an AM radio to an FM radio and a CB. You know, now we have navigation systems, you know, ABS and a roll systems. You know, you have the telematics on-vehicle troubleshooting where the vehicle is going down the road. and Your favorite podcast app. <laughs> yeah, yes, actually my favorite podcast app. But yeah, all those things, even though like each one, if you look at the amperage requirement for those, there aren't a lot, but you add them all up and it creates, you know, significantly more amperage demands on the vehicle. You know, and then you couple that with, you know, the battery to HVAC systems. You know, we've had uh, no idling for a long time, but that's just as we get into, you know, zero emissions and things like that that's only going to increase. So the larger the alternator you have, the better performance you're going to get out of your battery HVAC system. And then, you know, voltage has gone up as well. You know, we're, we're still, you know, in North America, we're 12 volt, but, you know, we're seeing, you know, 24 volt, 36 volt, you know, those are going to increase as these demands increase and you step more toward, you know, either hybrid or e-drive. You know, there is talk of plug-in you know, hybrid, but I think, uh, you know, the infrastructure for plugins is a little far away, but it, it's out there, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see it in, in years of my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, that's the thing when you think about commercial trucks, like I, I think of just the number of computers on a given truck, right? If I remember correctly, there's one ECM dedicated, I think just to like the seat in, I think it's the Volvo application. I, I don't don't quote me on that, but I remember someone saying something along those lines. It was one of the the major uh, trucks, and they have a whole ECM just dedicated to controlling the seat. Like things have gotten complicated. The electrical systems, there's so much more demand. Is it just responding to new technology 
Or is there any other underlying drivers when I think of as as truck OEMs are trying to get more performance out of the vehicle as well? Yes. Yeah. And that's, you know, like when you're talking about higher voltages and stuff, you know, the higher voltage requires you know, less wire. You know, you, you don't have to have as big a wire as you do with a 12 volt, you know, so that you know, significantly increases the performance of the vehicle. You know, um, the higher amperage loads, you know, as you get more of these electrical loads on there, you know, the higher amperage, make sure that everything runs at an optimal level. Um, you know, and I was going to get a little bit into that later. But, yeah, as you you don't want things to run at low voltage. So you have a 12-volt system. You want to make sure your batteries are 12 volts. So all that stuff runs optimally. So once you start having too many loads without enough alternator to cover those, then that starts taking drain out of your battery. And once that starts happening, you're running at 10 volts, 11 volts, and those components really don't like that. They don't run well at that, and they don't last long with that. You know, even your your starter, you know, when you start doing low voltage cranks on your starter over and over and over, uh, the life of that starter significantly decreases. Right. And then this is where total cost of operation becomes a, a real factor, because if we start to run uh, in an, let's just say, not an optimal way, we start to have failures. Now we're driving up our costs. And, you know, it all started just with the extra load on the electrical system. Absolutely. hundred percent. You know, total cost of ownership, keeping that vehicle on the road. You know, so, you know, some of the alternators that we'll talk about in a little bit up front, they're not the cheapest alternator. You know, but your total cost of ownership, you know, we're offering a four-year unlimited mileage warranty on these products. You know, that's designed to keep you on the road trouble-free for four years. So you're not worrying about that, you know. So if you have a a lesser alternator, one that doesn't, you know, perform as well, you know, you start changing out starters, you know, a starter change out, you know, that's an hour of labor. How much is an hour of labor nowadays? $100 an hour, $150 an hour? You know, you have three alternators put on over the four-year period that, uh, this one would have lasted you. You know, again, there's there's five hundred dollars in labor just on changing out alternators. So really, really, you know, those those things significantly increase over time. Where you know you spend the money up front, you get the value out of it on the other side. Right, and just throw in there, you know, a pandemic and and global geopolitical issues uh, messing up the supply chain, and you might get caught where you one of the parts you need isn't available, and now your downtime goes through the roof. Okay, so we're gonna talk some more specific products when we get back from the break. We'll be right back. Don't have a heavy-duty part number and need to look up a part? Go to parts.diesellaptops.com or download the app on Apple or Android to create your free account. Looking for high-quality fuel injection for heavy-duty applications? Having one supplier for fuel injection allows you to better serve customers by providing them with a complete line, which increases your sales and profitability. Learn more at ambacinternational.com slash aftermarket. Parts availability and quality have a big influence on fleets and owner-operators' total cost of operation. If they can't find a part, it means more downtime. If they install a low-quality part and it fails, it means even more costs like tow bills, hotels, meals for the driver, and lost revenue. That's why we recommend Sampa. They manufacture a wide range of advanced parts for commercial vehicles. Their website has an intelligent product search engine and broad coverage of suspension, steering, and fifth wheel components. Expect more. Expect Sampa. Visit sampa.com today. We're back from the break, and before the break, we were talking about the trends with commercial trucks. As we all know, there are so many more electrical demands with each commercial truck, and each year that they come out, it seems to be more and more. So that means you've got to adapt 
your approach to things like your alternators and your starters. So Jonathan, what is your recommendation to someone who is saying, look, I need to spec the right alternator, the right starter for the system on my truck and the demands it's going to go through. First of all, let's talk about how they would come to the the correct part. And then we'll talk about some specific products that your company sells. Okay. Yeah. And we have a, um, uh, when you're ordering a new truck, a lot of the now, like, you know, with Navistar, we were first fit with Navistar. As you add electrical loads to your option sheet, they, uh, they have it so it automatically increases the size of your alternator. You know, your requirement of your alternator goes up as you've added things. And then we also have on the other side, we have a technical service bulletin that you could go through step by step. Say you had, you know, an older truck and you were either, you know, unsure of the performance of your alternator or you've gone through more than you thought you should have or you've added more electrical loads, you've added the telematics, the battered HVAC system, you're not getting the uh, the performance out of that that you think you should. We have a tech service bulletin that'll go through step-by-step on how to calculate your vehicle's load. And then we take that calculation, go to our power curve. You want to make sure you're covering all your loads at idle. So, you know, you have 150 amp load, you know, 150, 160, you know, that doesn't sound like a ton, but that's at idle, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 250 amp alternator, 240 amp alternator, you know, probably doesn't put out. Most of them don't put out 150 amps at idle, you know. Right. So, you know, our 350 amp alternator puts out, you know, 200, 210 amps at idle. So, you know, but that's how you kind of calculate it. You want to see what your vehicle load is, and then you want to compensate for the thermal degradation. You want to leave a little bit to go back to the batteries, you know, so you're 10% for thermal degradation because any alternator, I don't care whose it is, once that alternator starts getting warm or any electrical motor like that gets warm, it loses efficiency. At 70 degrees, it puts out at you know, 4,000 RPM, it's putting out 250 amps. Well, at 125 degrees C, you know, it's putting out less than that at the same amperage. And it, it's mine, yours, whoever, whoever makes those. But you want to make sure that you can compensate for that temperature as well. Because the underhood temperatures have gone up as well as the amperages have gone up. And they'll continue to go up because as you get aerodynamics, you don't want air coming into the motor. You want it going around. You want it going underneath. So the underhood em- engine temperatures have gone up significantly as well. So all of our products, that we have them at a 125 degrees C. You know, Even our 420 amp Idle Pro Extreme alternator is rated at 125 degrees C. Okay, let's let's talk about Idle Pro because that's a line that your company has brought out. It's specifically for that that user that needs that next level technology. So let's talk a little bit about it. What is Idle Pro? What makes it perform the way it does? Yep. We have our Idle Pro alternators. They are high amperage dual internal fan alternators. They're e-coded for corrosion resistance. We are first fit on Navistar with 160 amp version. And then on Thomas Boss, Bluebird Boss, we're a 210 amp version. We also have a 240 amp version that has about 160, 170 amps at idle. The 210 and the 240 are covered by our uh, Press Light Power Promise warranty. So on a brush unit, we're giving a three-year unlimited mileage warranty. And then when you step up to uh, brushless units, we have our Idle Pro Extreme alternators. They're a 220 amp up to 420 amp brushless, high amp brushless units. They're e-coded for corrosion resistance. They have the remote sense, the lamp driver, and we use bar wound stators so that they have significantly more output at idle. You know, so even our um, the 220 amp has over 200 amps at idle. 
So it sounds like a lot of engineering went into this Idle Pro line, and it really comes down to matching the part to the application. So let's talk a little bit about economic impact. You alluded to this before in in our previous segment, but when you have something that has a higher purchase price, like the Idle Pro line, does it actually cost more? No, I mean, and that's the thing. Like you know, you get to a three fifty amp alternator, so you've gone out and you've bought your truck, and then you put on a battery HVAC system. And then we give you the bill or you get the bill for the all 350 amp alternator. Like, I, do, I can get a 200 amp alternator for a third of that or a half of that. So what are the things that are really important in the market today? You know, keeping your vehicle on the road and driver attention, right? Because it, it's hard to get drivers. So you've cheaped out on the alternator. You put a 200 amp alternator on this battery to HVAC system. Your driver goes out. He drives eight hours down the road. He stops at night, and this system is designed to give eight to ten hours of creature comforts, battery HVAC, so if it's cold or it's hot. Right, he gets his chimichanga, puts it in the microwave, boom, no power. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so instead, he gets there, instead of having eight to ten hours, you know, three hours in, he's hot, he's cold, his chimichanga's cold. <laughs> he's in the middle of emailing or, or, or FaceTiming with his wife, and the system goes down, and his, ta- his tablet that's charging dies. I mean... Now the guy's, he's mad. He's mad. And, you know, the other thing we alluded to earlier was low voltage. So you not only, you, you've got all these components that are low voltage, you know, you're not covering your loads as you go down the road because you didn't put a big enough alternator on. So any of your sensitive electrical components, your switches, sensors, you know, all that stuff, you know, the, your seat, you know, the, the ECM that just controls your seat, uh, low voltage to that can burn out that component. So how many of those things do you go through when you saved, you know, X amount of dollars, you went for a third of the price alternator, but you've gone through significant electrical components, one road stop, one breakdown on the side of the road for any one of these wipes out the difference in money you saved on that one alternator before you even go and change that alternator and put the right one on. So, you know, total cost of ownership, you know, put on, you know, our 350 amp Idle Pro Extreme alternator and you get the battery to HVC you need. And you have four years and limited mileage warranty on that. All your electrical components are covered. Your batteries are cycling optimally. Paying out a little bit more on the front end really gets you a lot of benefit on the other side. Right. And I mean, even even if you were just to pick uh, one of the more uh, easily measured, you know, economic parts of this equation. So, okay, I spend three times as much buying the part, but it lasts for four years instead of two, right? Well, and all of a sudden, that bill to have it changed and the labor and the additional downtime, proper decision around purchase price is now making you money two years out. If it fails a third time, well, now you're into actually really driving down lower total cost of operation. And then there's all of those other components. Like how much does it cost when if you're not running a fleet in the way that uh, you should, and there's constant breakdowns and you're, you're losing drivers because of it. Like, what is the cost of, of hiring and training a driver? It's in the thousands. So, it, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's, it's a little bit of a leap for people to say, yeah, well, what I choose on, on spec for alternators isn't going to affect driver retention. I mean, how are you correlating those two? Maybe it's not a direct correlation, but it's certainly part of the equation. And so a percentage of the cost of, retention and and hiring and training would have to be allocated to the total decisions you make as a fleet on parts. 
And when I was selling parts, Jonathan, and maybe you can you can speak to this because you do a lot of work with fleets and training and things like that through your distribution network. But when I was selling parts, I kind of found that if the fleet had a culture around lower total cost of operation, they bought higher quality parts. And that seemed to infiltrate like every aspect of the way they did business. Conversely, if they're if they're not, it has negative implications across the board on the way they run their business. Is that what you've seen as well? You know, I've seen that and I've seen even simpler. You know, if I've if I've gone to a fleet and I've, you know, gone to a fleet with an outside guy and we walk in the door and I'm I'm tripping over cores here and you know, I'm you know, skinning my pant leg on a brake drum that's greasy, you know, and I come out of Yeah, you get that one dot of axle grease and then all of a sudden it's like all over your shirt. You're like, How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm head to toe, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> and here I have left. But yeah, it's those kind of things, you know, simple, simple things, you know, a clean, I can walk in and, you know, if I know somebody's, you know, say, hey, I'm having problems. I can walk in there and know if they're having problems or not. Simplest thing on a vehicle is keep your batteries clean. You know, that keeps uh, the discharge down on the batteries because if the batteries are discharging, the truck's got to work harder to keep those charged during the day. You know, so yeah, that starts with, you know, keeping things clean, keeping your vehicles clean, you know, and then looking at beyond the cost of the part here is what it's going to get you all the way across. Hey, Jonathan, can you think of any occasion where a fleet made this change with the Idle Pro product line and then they got some significant uh, improvements? I know you've been selling this now for a little over a year or a couple of years now. Can you think of any any specific stories where where fleets were successful? Because I think sometimes you know it's we can talk about the idea, but then if we show them an example, it helps people to kind of conceptualize it. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, I've had, we have a significant national fleet that we've been working with because, you know, on these alternators, you just don't go to DTNA and say, hey, um, put this in your option book. You know, we have to go through a five season test in order to get the alternator qualified to even in DTNA. I mean, they're, they're very strict as far as what they'll allow you to put on. Even a big fleet says, hey, I want to put this alternator on my truck. Well, until it passes the five season test, we're not going to do it. And I don't care how many trucks you want to order. So we had a large, large fleet that we had some uh, not as much success with than probably 25 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. we went back in there with this alternator and they put it on versus a competitor's product and, you know, performance at idle, performance um, over the road you know, with the e-coding and the high temperature rating. We were not only allowed us to pass our five season test, but they're going to be specking our alternator on those vehicles as opposed to the competitor's product. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, <laughs> The five seasons. So that's literally like it has to be what, 15 months? Mm-hmm. Right. I was just thinking like you, you might be able to get lucky on one season, maybe on two, but not on all four plus, plus an extra winter. Like, you, you know, the performance in the lab versus the performance in the field. Right. And, and that's where it's got to pass the mustard. It's got to be something that operates in real world conditions across that. Like you say, that large range of temperature, all of those conditions. And you have to be able to repeat that success season after season. So that that's that's cool. I, I didn't know that they actually called it a five season test. Yeah. Yeah, we're very well versed in the five season test. <laughs> yeah, you've you've gotten your PhD in that. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. We've been speaking with Jonathan Smith, the business development and marketing manager at Prestolite Electric. To learn more about Prestolite, go to Prestolite.com. Links will be in the show notes. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming back on the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Uh, I love talking all things electrical with you. Yeah, no, thanks a lot for having me on. I, um, I really appreciate it. Always a pleasure. 
HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride and let the heart of the Independent Service Channel take care of your commercial equipment. 